JJ Kavnan Sons, keeping the country moving for almost a century. Right, a very good evening. You're very welcome to Friday Evening Talk Sport on a wet and miserable day. And uh, I wonder, will it affect some of the fixtures of the weekend? We'll see. Looking forward to uh, the Michael Ling Motors Hyundai Intermediate Hurling uh, League, char- the Hurling Championship, and of course the League Final and Shield Final this coming weekend taking centre stage. There's also some uh, good minor championship matches on as well, and uh, we'll have a look at those also. And there's a junior, is it junior E and junior F? Or junior D and junior E? <laughs> I think it's junior D and junior E. And uh, replaying the junior D, of course, the lights, uh, the light went out in Nolan Park on uh, last Sunday evening, so uh, the replay is on this coming Saturday. That's the five o'clock throw-in between the Roar in the Steag and Liz Downey. We've Bar Scott on the racing. Uh, we'll be looking forward to the dogs as well. Imagine this night last week, Nicky, we were putting back the dogs to nine o'clock because of uh, the heat. I know. I was down in Watford <laughs> at uh, opening, uh, launching a strategic plan for the Declan's Club in Ardmore, and it was absolutely roasting down there. Yeah. I mean, look, <laughs> if we had, if we needed proof that there's something about this global warming, we've seen it now. Although Friday nights for the last while, that was grand. The weekend before, I was down in Clara and it, there was a deluge in the second half. Absolute deluge. Mm. And the, fall, the previous week, we were up in John's Park here and it was uh, hurricane, call it what you like, but it was brutal. So. Yeah, so we're getting it all. We're getting it all. In the last while. Barry Scott, the racing went ahead today anyway. It did, perhaps it did, and uh, two uh, National Hunt meetings. I'll give you the results from Down Patrick first. They started at two, uh, two fifteen there, and the first race was won by number two, Fedem two seventy two. It's all the twos. And number one, Gone for Tea, was second at nine to two, and third was number five Yates. Started four to one. Number eight was the beaten favourite, and eight ran. The 250, this was won by number six, Guan Taig, 5 to 2, favourite. Second was number three, Gratitorial, 9 to 2, and third was number seven, Fassbender, 11 to 2, and 9 ran. 325, this was won by number 12, Maracone, the 5 to 2, favourite. Second was number 10, Cullen Wayne, 8 to 1, and third here was number 11, Chancer Dancer, at 4 to 1. And 11 ran. Moving on to the 4 o'clock, this was won by number 5, Ring Duffern, 92. Second was number 2, Luminous Light, 8 to 1. Number 1 was the beaten favourite there, and 7 ran. 4.35, this was won by number 4, Finian's Road, 22 to 1. Second was number 10, Jenny Flex, 9 to 4. And third was number one, Keown Dana, 11 to 8 favourite, and 12 ran. 510 was one, actually, it was a dead heat for the 510 between number four, some dove, which was 6 to 1, and number five, Ses Quellun, the 11 to 10 favourite. Third was number two, Harcourt Claremont, at 5 to 1, and 8 ran. And the Five, oh, sorry, I didn't get the 5.45 result there, but uh, switching over to 
um, Ballin Robe, where they began as um, uh, <laughs> I'm turning the wrong page. Yet, I bear with me now. <laughs> I don't know what I'm after it turning. It would be a steward's inquiry, Barry. I'm after turning the wrong page somewhere anyway, but anyway, I'll find it eventually here. Um, no, <laughs> results, results from England. I think we have it. I think we have it. Ballon um, Robe, yes, we have it. Back to start of day at 3.05 and the first race is won by number one on Brada and Fassa. 5-2, giant favourite. Second was number four, Pigeon House, at nine to one. The other giant favourite was number six and seven, Ran. The three forty was won by number one, Dame Rapide, the seven to four on favourite. Second was number seven, Lacanine Mag, sixty six to one. And third was number twelve, Zoom Time, six to one and twelve Ran. The four fifteen was won by number six, Storm River, six to one. Second here was number 11, Positive Thinker, 5-1. to one. And third was number 10, Tomas Somwale, the 4-1 to one favorite of 14 ran. 450 was won by number 2, Belly Bond, Belter, 9-2. Second was number 7, Shannon Drury, 16-1. to one. And third was number 10, Emily in Paris, 9-2. I'm not sure what was the favourite in that race. Oh, I think it was number five, sorry, and ten ran. The 525 was won by number four, Pauly's Passion, seven to two. Second was number five, Presenting Diane, 130. Number two was the beaten favourite there, and seven ran. And the 555, which has just finished up there, was won by number ten, Glenn Malour Lodge. The, at 72 second was number 7 Kilashi 12 to 1 and third here was number 2 My Friend the Wind the 5 to 2 favourite and 14 ran that just leaves us with two races in Ballon Road pattern I don't think there's going to be a lot of gambling on those last two races the, the second at the half 6 race is a handicap chase there's only 10 runners down to go not sure if they are all going, but the favourite, uh, at least at lunchtime today, was number four, Burley at Express, at three to one. It was four to one, number six, Early Arrival. Six to one, number three, It's a Long, Long Road. And seven to one, number seven, D.I. at Tulla, ten to one bar. Look, it doesn't look much of a risk. Burley at Express is probably a worthy favourite, but I think Early Arrival... Might be the one for the each way punter here. Loves the soft ground conditions and will certainly have them up there. And the stable has shown a bit of form in recent times at four to one. Might be worth a few bob. The bumper at seven o'clock over two miles. There's eight down to go. And the favourite today was number eight. Switch from Diesel seven to four. Number five days of dawning was three to one along with number seven sharp object. It was seven to one, number three, Mount Frisco, also number six, River Road, ten to one bar. Well the the favourite switch from Diesel had a good recent run a second and the booking of John Gleason uh, for the take the mount here is eye catching. I think he's gonna take a lot of beating. 
Cornelius, days of dawning will be the danger, I fear, but the favourite backers might go home happy. All right, Bear. And Pat, I, I, Pat, I should mention that Gordon is off tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, there was an inspector there this evening, and uh, it failed the inspection, and there's no racing in Gordon tomorrow. All right, that could throw out your lucky 15 a bit. You'll have to uh, study. It might, it might. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to switch to the soccer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Barry, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah. God bless. Thanks, Bear. Thanks, Bear. That's Bear Scott there with the racing, and he tells me that uh, Dundalk is starting next week, and that's a sure sign that we're heading towards the winter when we get Dundalk. Absolutely. Well, the Gordonals will be happy enough that the race is off tomorrow because they're actually playing at half two just down the road here in Johns Park tomorrow. Right. So, because I'm sure a lot of those Gordon lads love to pop into Gordon Park for the races whenever they're on. So, They'll be glad to hear how that's off and probably be on maybe next Tuesday or Wednesday, maybe. Okay, will the rain affect the dogs tonight? I don't know now. We'll have a, we have a special guest coming up after the dogs in the studio to talk about another game that I used to play one time ago. But the dogs out on the Freshford Road tonight, Pat, it's amazing. We just talked about it there to start the programme. This night, last week, the racing had to be put back to nine o'clock because it was so warm for the dogs. So I don't know. We didn't hear from uh, from from Tom if there's any change. We'll, we'll assume it's not. So we'll go ahead with the half seven in uh, the first race on the Freshford Road tonight is the Welcome to Kilkenny Track 525 and uh, we're going for number five Apex Bingo Stuart Kavanagh and uh, Linda Bonner owned and trained to get the better of number one Volcano Honey and Alan MacDonald owned and trained from Carlow uh, race number two is the split to pot at Kilkenny Track eight, uh, ON3525 we're going for number one Schlieve Blama it's a Gavin John's own Carl Ramsbottom trained he's down a lot at Kilkenny Track uh, lately to get the better of a Freshford dog over there from Three Castles I better get that right it's not Freshford it's Three Castles uh, Lemon Eddie uh, Tom Lannan owned and trained uh, race number three is the first of the heats of the Peter Meany Memorial owing to a semi-final and bear when this final is on next week the winner will bring home a healthy 1400 euro first I'm going for number three Kalara Twinkle Philip O'Keefe owned David Flanagan trained to get the better of number one Blue Swan John Kelly owned and trained Ra- race number four <coughs> sales at Kenny track A4525 uh, our tip is number 2 Billy Murphy and Francis Mullen owned and trained Ascot Bella to get the better of number 5 Bobby Walsh's owned Gary Walsh's trained Shadog Spot race number 5 this is the second semi-final of that Peter Meany stake very valuable stake kindly sponsored by the family of the late Peter Meany we're going for number 3 all the way from Turles we hear this dog of, of this name every week Bogger Bailey this one Liam Peacock owned and trained to get the better of Gary Hannans from Bray Carol Ramsbottom trained deadly quick show race number 6 is race entries at Kilkenny Track a 3 and we're going for number 2 Mary Buggy's owned Thomas Buggy trained Kilgraney Flower to get the better of Damien O'Connell sorry Damien Damien is just a couple of pucks with the ball down the road here from his uh, Vickers Hill boy to come home second race number seven now we're in uh, we're playing senior hurling now Pat because it's the semi-final of the Jack Builders and Kilkenny Owners and Breeders Derby 525 on tonight and the winner of this one next week will get a whopping 9,000 euro so that's what I said senior hurling tonight we're going for number five in the first semi-final Kim Bergen from Waterford Dolores Ruth trained American Pie Prince American Prince Dolores Ruth a derby winner in the Shelburne Park there lately to get the better of a greyhound all the way from Kilcolgan County Galway Karen Gigan Gigan owned Nielis O'Connor trained uh, Kilcolgan Comet race number 8 
is the Clara National School fundraiser 83525 and that's a reminder by Tom Canan to say that this night next week is a fundraiser for Clara National School so all the people out in Clara get yourselves out to the Freshford Road next week there's a fundraiser for the primary school out there and I'm sure they'll all want you to support it in this race we're going for number 4 Alan MacDonald owned and trained Volcano Vicky to get the better of uh, Greg Farrell and Tina Farley's own Michael Donnelly train number 1 Tuxedo Bell race number 9 it's the second semi-final of the Jag Builders and Kilkenny Owners and Breeders now this has some serious serious um, greyhounds in it and we're having to maybe push aside a couple of I'm going for number 1 the Black Swallow owned by Pat Scully from Portlaoise trained by Marty Lahey out my direction it's been doing very very well it's had four wins in its last five outings it's coming up against some serious dogs no more so than number three Philip O'Keefe's own Michael Donnelly trained Kilara Roberto five wins in the last five races and many would say that's a dog to tip but you're, I'm biased I'll stick it at my own place another stake that's on tonight the semi-final stage is the Stan Berrigan Monumental, Monumental Works A2525 semi-final and in that one I'm going for number three, Karen Gagans again, Neil O'Connell trained, Kilcolgan Chief. That's a, a, a stable dog of the one a few moments ago to get the better of. Another syndicate out my way, I haven't gone from tonight, is the Chisel Syndicate. They pop up here regularly, trained by Marty Lahey, Sawdust Hurricane number five. And finally, Pat, the last race is the second semi final of that Stan Berrigan Monumental Works. And we're going for number two, Rosemary Buggies and uh, Trey and Thomas Buggy on Kilgrainy Wise to get the better of a syndicate from Bolton Glass. Uh, number five, Dansker Road. That's at a quarter to ten, so they'll have it all wrapped up by uh, ten o'clock tonight. And it's just a matter of finishing up their drinks after that. So I hope they don't get too wet. The people that go there, and of course the old dogs. Aye, yeah, they'll have a bit of cover. The dogs are only out for thirty seconds, sure. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, I mean, you'd want to be, to win some of these races, you'd want to be going better than 30 seconds because you'd want to be getting probably 29-something and if you get 28-something, you'll be over the line. Wait to hear what Jim Cashin has to say tomorrow when he goes through all these results and he'll tell you how many how many I got right and wrong. Yeah, and the reverse forecast and all the Yeah, rest. we're educating, you know, and I'm no expert in this area. Just to, to say to our guest here that this is just a, a bit of a gimmick with me now, I'm no expert in this area now, but anyway, off you go, Pat. Okay, we'll take a break after all that. Friday evenings talk sport on 88.7 FM with JJ Kavanagh Bus and Coach Hire. JJ Kavanagh Coach Hire supporting Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM. Okay, we're back and it's 23 and a half minutes past uh, 6 o'clock and we're going to talk squash, would you believe? Liam Hennessy, you're very welcome. Thanks, Pat. Thanks a lot. Liam, I see a top on your Hennessy feeds. What's the, uh, there's Hennessy that's feeds out, uh, out, uh, out the country out, there. Out in Woods Gift there, Pat, yeah. Yeah, that's the day job. Yeah. That's the day job, right. yeah. yeah. I had a family business there. We feed mill out in, uh, in Orlingford there, so. Right, okay. Keeps How's it going? Ah, sure, it's good. Because you good. compete with the big guns like... Ah, uh, sure we do. We do yeah. indeed, yeah, 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 but sure. In ways you can do you can um, you can do better than them at times you know yeah, in a small yeah, outfit yeah. like you small know yeah, yeah yeah and yeah. is it just that general area North Kilkenny is your ah it's sure it's about ten fifteen mile radius you know yeah. going into Tip as well like you know yeah, so. yeah. 
So we do that. Don't give them too much good feed now. Huh? You need to give them the best of feed around. Do you make your own feed then, Liam, I suppose, to, to specification that farmers might ask you for? That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We can do we can do specialised mixes there. I farmers. worked all my life in Glanview, so I have some... Uh, no, I wasn't in that that's area, right, no, so, but I have, right, a, yeah. I have a sense of uh, what goes on in that aspect of the yeah, business, you yeah. know. Mm. Yeah, it's gone very specialised now, and, uh, and the whole process, I imagine, is well computerised in terms of measuring the amount of different elements going into your mix. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's been highly regulated. For, for years, years now, yeah. like 20-25 years. Uh, you so. were born into it. That's a, Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, cattle, sheep and pigs, is it? Uh, cattle, sheep, uh, horses. And horses, Dairy, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Pigs would be a different thing. They're yeah. more specialised, you uh, know? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. very high-tech, yeah. that well, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like medical and stuff like that. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, good. there's all sorts of adjectives in There is, yeah, feed, that's probably yeah. the big difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. Yeah, so and what's your doing. job? What's what's your role? Are you well, a sure general dog's body? Yeah, yeah, dog's body, a manager, and director, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And goes wrong. There's a lot of bosses out there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Liam, we're talking about squash. What do you want to tell us? I sure, Pat. Uh, I just a uh, chairman there in the in the squash club in Kilkenny. There, right. We're based out of Kieran's there now, and uh, we were sure we were in the barracks for the, the club was in the barracks for fifty years. Right? Yeah. And um, April, we uh, we set up a new home there in St Kieran's College. There, um, thanks, to Father Ryan. There, and uh, we're uh, we have ninety members there. Mm. currently at the moment which is great you know the most I'd say the most it was ever in the barracks was, well not the most it was ever but when we were in the barracks there was I think 46 yeah right. one of the most famous barracks men that we know of obviously is Noel Ski and he was a serious squash player that's now. right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and Downey and Downey of course and yeah. is back playing yeah, in, in, yeah. in, 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 in Kieran's there yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. play on regularly now yeah and uh, I know I know is there many more squash clubs around now? I know that Benny Ragged does a sign there for squash club that's right we used to have one and we converted it into the the clubhouse and uh, Freshford used to have one. Freshford used to have one. Well, I'll tell you, probably bef- prior to COVID, if you go back 10 years, I'd say there was probably two, there was probably two squash clubs in, in North Kilkenny. Yeah. And I'd say now, if you include Kilkenny, there's five and there's probably going to be six there in, um, probably going to be six there by the end of the year. Right. So, so my start uh, have been playing away there, and they've they've great squash players. They're real hurlers, you know. Yeah, yeah. Do you know the use feeling between the between the hurling clubs and the squash? What's club? the other games that they play in the alley? Racquetball. Racquetball. Yeah, Galway were strong in the racquetball now. Bring a few underage world champions, yeah. as mm-hmm. far as mm-hmm. I know. And then Clamanta there as well, which right, yeah. is uh, just between Orlingford and Freshford. They've been going for for uh, a few years. Um, mm. Kind of sons of the of, of the the previous. Players started up. Um, you have Joe Power there and um, Paul Minogue there. Then right. so they started up. Freshford is there now. Freshford has always been there and never, it never went away. You know the way a lot of the clubs close. Yeah, yeah. And they'd have they'd have some of the best players in Ireland in Freshford there now. Pat yeah. Morrissey and um, um, Noel Noel Walsh as mm. well. Yeah, yeah. Well, Chap the Morrissey's. Um was very good at it, wasn't it? Um, You're thinking of the late Mickey Morrissey. Mickey, Mikey, that's yeah. It, that's he it, was brilliant yeah. at it, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah. As far yeah. as I know, a lot of people said that Mickey taught a lot of them, you see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was... Right. He was... Uh, he was... Uh, oh, they're great. They're unbelievable players, yeah, like, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how many nights are you playing then in... So we're in Monday... At, currently, we're in Monday to Friday, 6 to 10. Right. So we're in there away at the moment, and we're looking... We're going to be opening up weekends... Yeah. We're fairly sure, probably from October on, you know. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to start taking in uh, 
we're going to start a juniors coaching program as well, which is it's fierce important for a sport, you know, to bring yeah, the juniors yeah. on, you know, yeah, yeah, because it'll uh, ensure the ensure the the sport in the future. Um, yeah, so that's that's the story. That there. was a massive boost to get the Kieran's College, uh, you know, when the the army uh, venue Pratt, was there was nothing else. Yeah. We were all sure that was it for for squash and Kilkenny. We're absolutely everybody had just resigned themselves. To yeah, that because it was it. It was kind of fairly obvious that we weren't going to get back in, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just lo and behold, now this this opportunity came up, and kind of it was when we kind of walked away from it all that this came, and yeah, we were delighted. So now. you all rushed back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone came back. Yeah, yeah. Everyone came more back. More enthusiasm than you see. Yeah. Squash is like a bug, you know. Yeah. And once you start playing it, and you get the bug for it. Mm. Do you know it's all you'll ever want to do? Mm. You know. Well, we're heading into the time of the year, and we see the weather outside there. Now we're going to be talking matches in a while about the conditions and matches being be called off. And you know, you come down to play your squash match, and uh, unless there's a hurricane that's going to maybe turn off the electricity, you're guaranteed you're you're going to Absolutely. get your game. You'll walk into a warm court there, and it's lovely on a winter's night just to go into it. You know. Mm. And you'll uh, you get a, an hour's run around. And you'll be fit to fit. If I said to us uh, handball with a racket, would I be far off? Oh well, sure. Yeah, you 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 be you be somewhere near it. You be the the handball court and the racquetball court. As far as I know, they're the same. But the squash court, it's two thirds the size of um yeah. of of a handball alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're thereabouts. So yeah, that's yeah. the that's the difference. That's yeah, the difference. Yeah, and the, the ball. I suppose it's a it's a smaller ball and it's a more de- it's a deader ball. Right. But once it warms up, it flies around. You yeah, know? yeah. So kind of a bit of a different dynamic to it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you get into it? I sure like that. My, both my parents used to play. So we used, yeah. to, we used to play when we were kids, you know, and yeah, teenagers. I yeah, yeah. played a lot. Yeah. We used to play a lot. We used to play in the Ormond. They used to go across from Kieran's in the, mm. after school and go play there. Mm. But um, sure, I mean, I'd say early 20s just stopped playing. Yeah. For some reason, I suppose it was dying out there and there was nobody playing. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, about two years before COVID, somebody, somebody had mentioned the, um, the barracks, so I went back playing there. And yeah. Like I said, it was and what kind of a standard can people reach? You know, the what levels are there? Sure, really, in the club at the moment, there's every sort of a level. You have beginners, intermediate, and advanced. Yeah. And um, if you go in, does it? So, no matter what level you are, there'll be people at that level going in. You know. Yeah. It's kind of like handball because they have in ma- in handball they have masters and master silver and master whatever it is you know, so they allow for people well into their 70s and whatever it is so it's it's tailored to suit the level you want to play at oh absolutely absolutely great idea yeah, actually yeah. will you make a comeback Nicky oh Jesus Pat go ahead with that <laughs> I, I enjoyed it one we had a great squash club outside and uh, what you're looking at it was very active playing in leagues and whatnot. and Liam's got to talk about leagues in a minute but um, look I mean it, like a lot of places it died and when they started to build the clubhouse outside they decided to incorporate the squash court into the clubhouse it's now a big meeting room with storage up above and uh, meeting room and kitchen and that so look at who knows if this there's game was to really take off again who knows yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of courts around the country that that happened in, the deadly know, yeah, yeah. 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 there's yeah. four or five clubs in Kilkenny City oh yeah yeah and um, if someone wants to join up what's the what's the story so they can contact us on, we're on Facebook there Kilkenny City Squash Club I can leave my number here with yeah. you as well if, if, if anybody course, wants yeah. to find out and uh, we're on email there Kilkenny uh, Squash Club at gmail.com mm. and what so. do you need um, 
You don't need much. You need a pair of runners. Yeah. And uh, if you're coming in on your first time, we'll give you a racket. Yeah. And uh, sure, if you decide that you you uh, you want to give it a go, you can. It's mm-hmm. easy buy a racket there as well. We have open nights on on Tuesday nights for women, so the women can come down and there's uh, you don't need to be a member and you can give it a try. And on Wednesday nights is men's night there then. Yeah. But it's not exclusive either, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any night they can come down, you know. Yeah, yeah. Or they can contact me, I can go in and show mm. them the place as well. You, you know? have a big tournament coming up. We have, there's a few leagues starting from October now. The big the big league is the Leinster Leagues and um, the kind of the A, the A division team from, from the squash club is going to enter that. Um, a lot of those clubs are based up in Dublin, you know, to be a very a very high level. And then there's the Three Rivers League is is a more local league between um clubs in Kilkenny, Tip and Waterford. Right. And Leash. And that's starting in October, Division Two in October and a Division One then starting in late November and December. Mm. So there'll be there'll be loads of games going on, loads of competitions. And how would uh, the the clubs now in Kilkenny be doing in those in like Kilkenny and those? Well, sure, uh, you'd have Kilkenny, let's say the Three Rivers League now this year would probably be Kilkenny, Ballyragget, Ballyragget there as well, sure. Mm. Conmoy, Clementa, um, who won it last year, who won out the Three Rivers last year was uh, was Galmoy. Right. And they mm. really, they're just a young players, super fit, mm. hurling all the summer and then go and play in squash. So Galmoy really are the are the team to beat. Watford are, uh, Watford be a very established uh, squash club now, they've a lot of underage national players and stuff mm, like that, mm. um, and uh, that's the that's the story there with the Leinster leagues now. The Kilkenny team they'll they probably enter Division Four in the Leinster league and uh, see how they get on there. I'd be confident now they'll be doing quite well uh, in that in that league, but you don't know until it starts. Yeah, how, uh, does it cost much to run the club now? You know, well, sure, really it does. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. You're you're you, you've got a lot of overheads and there's a there's a rent to pay on it as well. You know, so we're um, we're hoping to uh, to increase the membership so as to cover so as to cover the costs. You know, yeah, yeah. And insurance is probably one of the bigger issues as well. I imagine insurance is, but I'll tell you with with squash there. There's a great umbrella. The Irish squash is the umbrella organisation, and they're unbelievably helpful. Two two clubs, um, the insurance if you affiliate with them, which is very cheap to do it, and you can come under their insurance. So so the insurance is quite oh, cheap good. relative relative to do you know if you yeah they'd be they'd be joined in with the Federation of Irish Sports. So I kind of know how that would actually would actually work. Yeah, that that that, that, that would happen. Who's your star player, men and women? Pick. Tell us now who the who the star of the show is in oh there. God, at the that's. I'm putting, we're putting you on the spot. You are, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that could be a dangerous. That could yeah. be a, I could be I could come in for a lot of trouble now in the next. I suppose with the, with the women, the the really the two outstanding players in the women is is Anne Anne Downey there. Anne is there, and uh, Sandra Sandra Gleeson as well. Sandra Walsh, yeah. who's um, who's uh, who's based in Ballyragget there as well. And Sandra really to, to watch her play, she's something else. So Sandra would be in the in the top. Let's say in the of the league, she's in the top four box in um, in the club but absolutely there's definitely no one would go there would ever go in there thinking that they might that they're that they're definitely going to beat her you know of the of the of the men then the two top players really there's um philip byrne would be a, a really good player now philip was philip was in the barracks for years and um just when we started up in kieran's he came back again you know 
but absolutely great technically brilliant player and the other great player is Adam Power Adam came up from Waterford actually he was he was coached him in uh, Waterford Celtic since he was young and you can just see it you know you can see the big difference between somebody who was coached from when they were uh, you know a teenager to somebody who kind of starts in their 20s you know massive difference Okay, and uh, right, so if anyone wants to join, it's a matter of looking up your website and... Uh, Facebook, Patrick. Facebook yeah, as yeah, well we're, and we're, all we're that. present on that there. Yeah, yeah. So we're... Um, and uh, any from any age, welcome. Any age at all, any age, welcome. Yeah, yeah, again, we're going to be starting a juniors programme as well for, for the kids. And... Um, Really, the the age of the players at the moment. You're coming from a, there's a, a an 18 year old in there, right going up to there's an 80 year old man playing there regularly enough, and he's he's beaten a lot of the younger lads as well. Great, right. Great to see it. Okay, thanks, Liam. Sure, you might stay with us, and we might you hurled a bit, I suppose. In your uh, two left hands, two left hands, <laughs> two left feet. Now on <laughs> hurling, that unfortunate. Uh, would you have been uh, Emeralds? Emeralds, yeah, yeah, Emeralds that's country, a club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. great hurlers there. So we have Derek there now. Yeah, it must be. Flag. You know, it's a, a big boost for a, an area. You know, the county manager. Oh and God, all the rest, absolutely. You know? Everybody yeah. was so proud to see him do so well this year. You know. Yeah, yeah. The Leinster final was a big. Oh, it's a big, it's a great moment, oh, you know. Wasn't it? Oh, yeah, Jesus, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. It was great yeah. to see them all celebrate. Yeah, a big yeah. match, actually, tomorrow up there in Johnstown, the Emirates are playing Galmai. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, right. I tell you now, that could be a taste that's of Jerry Drennan will be there for us, so we'll be getting That's the a serious game. Oh, yeah. 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 When oh, you play yeah, the neighbors, yeah. The closer so. the, t- the yeah. clubs are, they'll be, they'll be bragging rights there for <laughs> the north, the, the northwest of Kilkenny. Definitely. Okay, we'll take a break. JJ Kavanagh's Daily Airport Service sponsors Talk Sport on Community Radio Kilkenny City. JJ Kavanagh and Sons, keeping the country moving for almost a century. Okay, you're welcome back and it's 20 minutes to 7 o'clock and we just text in saying, hello there, you have music playing over your show. Okay, I was checking that out and hopefully it's gone now and uh, Benjamin uh, Nisham in the Isle of Lewis uh, and uh, Benjamin was on and said truly sorry to hear of uh, Community Radio Kilkenny City's loss this week and the sad news about Liam Langrell not sure if it's my radio he said but Nicky was giving the Greyhound tips against the background of Tina Turner simply the best we definitely weren't playing that we wouldn't play that under him. Anyway, it seems it may be broadcasting two programmes at once, says Benjamin. I, uh, okay. Well, I've checked through all the things. There was nothing in my headphones anyway, but hopefully we've it all sorted out. Okay. Now, we go hurling. So, we have uh, matches. I suppose the intermediate matches are the main concern this weekend. And uh, we'll have the Roaring Sieg against Young Ireland's, and that's the first round game. And uh, whoever loses. Well, that's the end over. of the, that's the end of the year for them, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, given that they would have started the first weekend in August, I know this is the old chestnut now, but listening to and hearing people talking, it's not going to change at this stage. Um, but. Those two teams would have started probably the first weekend in August, and here we are now on the how do we the third second third weekend in uh, September. Yeah, that's the year over for them. Well, it's fifteenth of September. They are two weeks, so you're looking at about six seven weeks is what the length of the season is. Yeah. So there you go, but uh, there won't be much in that one, Pat. I think uh, we've. uh, 
We saw go- we yeah, saw both Gordon. teams will feel they have a chance. Yeah, we saw Gordon mm. beating Johnstown fairly well now last last Sunday down in Kilmanagh. And, and, uh, yeah. and the Roar comfortably who did Roar beat last week yeah, they beat Blacks and Whites Blacks and Whites pretty comfortably mm. and both teams uh, kind of suit each other as well yeah you know absolutely yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. there won't be a lot of that be competitive now the Roar are obviously down a few players uh, that we know of like you know Richie um, Richie Lahey Richie Lahey and uh, yeah but they're down those all but year they are yeah, so but yeah. they're, 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 I think they've adjusted to it yeah I think Owen O'Brien is injured uh, as well yeah, he'll now. be a loss to him now he'll be a loss uh, to, because he's been playing the whole, the whole year but uh, yeah. they've, they've uh, yeah they've found a kind of a balance to the team yeah, won't be too bad well, yeah. Yeah. we'll have yeah. reports on that one from uh, John Spark tomorrow from yeah well a 5 o'clock game then is Moonkine and the Blacks and Whites and I fancy Moonkine strongly here yeah I think so yeah yeah. But can he get him a decent match of it for a, a good blast last Sunday uh, the last um, yeah, last Sunday but they ran out of energy in the end lost a player and uh, James Bergen went off injured so uh, Munkine were the better team deserved to win by all accounts I wasn't at that game and I would have given them a strong nod to, to win that game uh, Barry Henriques will be uh, keeping an eye on that game for us from uh, Thomastown OK and uh, Conaghy Shamrock Centre against O'Loughlin Gales and that one is brought up to Muckley yeah switched from Freshford to Muckley don't know mm. why but um, no, there's nothing wrong with the Muckley pitch is one of the best around, the best facilities around, very good spot. Uh, Conaghy lads will be used enough to play in there. Playing on Lachlan Gales, neither team have had a great year. The one thing I'll say about Lachlan's is they've been putting up some very big scores, even though they haven't been winning games. And Conaghy are... Um, have had a Jackal and Hyde they've had a couple of decent games and then some awful games they'll be um, could be down James Bergen tomorrow so look they'll be up against it I'd be accused of putting on the poor mouth but um, mm. they'll have it all to do they'll have but it all to do yeah I saw it. Lachlan Gales against uh, the Rory the Steag and it was on their own ground actually and uh, uh, Lachlan's only turned up and they, they were led and they never they never really they just accepted the defeat that day yeah. whereas I think all the other days they were different well, if you look at yeah, what they scored yeah. against Thomastown who yeah. were the favourites for the intermediate they, they went on the scoring <laughs> goals, goals. Yeah. <laughs> and they gave Dunamagan a hard enough match of it last week did, and yeah, while yeah. there was nothing at stake per se I think they saw it as a this is a game to get ourselves right for whoever we meet this weekend and now we know it's Conaghy and uh, it could be you know the way the weather is at the moment it could be very different from last weekend and mm. no team likes playing in the rain. So that's your uh, three man. Well, we'll have that match live from Muckley tomorrow evening at five o'clock right. with Kira Maldoni on the commentary and um, we'll see how it goes. So that's the intermediate games part and the rest of them are on uh, Sunday. All right. And Jim Rowan tells me the music is gone. Thanks, Jim. Well done. <laughs> That's good news. Right, and uh, someone else texted in there and wondering, will the Fenians look run out this year? I don't think so. <laughs> I know that, I mean, while they were well out of it now again, Gordon, last week, Pat, they scored 117. And I don't care any team that's able to score 117 and not be going as well. Now, they were down a few players and they'll is probably JJ be back. Is JJ still there? I know, JJ is, JJ is uh, travelling to foreign lands. He could be gone at this stage. He, he played in the special junior. Ah, he did, yeah, but JJ... And he played in the, that relegation final only a couple of weeks ago. Is that so? I didn't yeah. realise that, no. Well, now, did, maybe yeah. he's hanging around, but I do know he has, uh, for business reasons, he'd be moving I out. I was sorry to see him there now that day. I know you were playing Dan's Fort. There you go. <laughs> Look, Fiendans are um, they're playing Carrick Shock on Sunday evening in uh, John's Park, and uh, we'll be getting updates on that as well from uh, Richie Power. They'll um, it'll be I I I think Fiendans they might necessarily beat Carrick Shock. But I don't expect them to be relegated. To be truthful with you, I think they're they're able to find something when the when the relegation cloud lands over Johnstown. 
whatever falls out of it inspires the players and uh, I think you would have heard that in the chat I had with Sean Tobin as well the way he spoke about it yeah yeah. Um, so he, he was saying it was all about the starting a bit quicker in games yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I thought they were they were okay they were deserved to be to lose to, to um, Gordon last week but Gordon won 17 and they missed a penalty in that so mm. that's not bad scoring for a team now that was coming out second best right so okay. no I still think they mightn't beat Carrick Shock though I think Carrick Shock are capable of a good game but Phoenix won't be relegated right he says that with confidence <laughs> I think history will has proven will be right, everybody right up to now but I appreciate that if you go to the trap door often enough yeah, yeah. someday it'll open someday you'll slip yeah. Uh, right. What about uh, the league final and the Shield final? Now, uh, talking about the Shield final, uh, I know uh, that uh, Cheddar was given the job of uh, getting uh, St. Martin's back to Nolan Park. It's mission accomplished. I was talking to John Hall during the week. Yeah. And he says he's one of the best men he ever had trained him. Right. Now, we know John Mulhall can, uh, and I say this in the best, but there's no better, decenter man around the place. I love meeting John Mulhall because if you're in bad humour, John Mulhall puts you in good humour. <laughs> That's, That's the sort of guy he is. And he's teaching down in Mount Sinai in Watford, and they absolutely think the sun, moon, and stars of John Mulhall. So when John tells me that Cheddar Plunkett has been one of the best trainers he's ever worked with, I believe him. Right. So he's achieved a lot. Look at he's kept them. They've done well to get second. Yeah. And look at these two games, the league final and the shield final, are a bit of a, an opportunity for clubs to dust themselves down before the the uh, quarterfinals of the championship, and they can be very useful from that point of view. Donegan, I saw them playing the roar. But for a brilliant goalkeeping display, I'm not certain they'd have beaten the roar that day. They're not too bad at all. Um, but look, this one could be interesting. It's all about the attitude teams uh, teams have gone into games like that. What the attitude be for Liz Downey and Thomaston? Uh, I think Liz, I think, well, from Thomastown in particular, and the same with Liz Downey, I think if you go around and if you go out and say, it doesn't really matter if we don't win this game and our performance doesn't matter, I, I think that can impact you going forward and Thomastown will know that. Um, you have to go out and you have to win every match and you have to lay down a marker. That's the only way to prepare going into the quarterfinals and if you take a, a laissez-faire attitude to it, I think you could be in bother. Okay. Uh, we have a few texting. Well, one is racing and Gordon is cancelled tomorrow. Yeah, we, uh, Barry was saying that e- earlier. Another, someone else texting and said the, the music playing in the background while Nicky was giving his tips for the dogs to the tune of Do You Want Your Old Lobby Washed Down? <laughs> <laughs> Must be uh, must be a sign to keep me money in my pocket. Right? Yeah, I so, think that could very well be the case, yeah. And there's another question here for you, Nicky. Um, Nicky was at the Under-19 final in Dunmore on Wednesday night. What did he think of the game? Very bad night for a match. Should never have been played just for the sake of getting the match over. That was an enjoyable game, Pat. Uh, we'll have a report on Sunday evening and, a rep- and an interview with the winning manager, Niall Morrissey. It was an enjoyable game and up to, I'd say, have the, note, the actual notes here on it, I'd say up to, at half-time, uh, it was nine points to five. It was fairly competitive enough that... that up to first quarter was very much even and then the, the Borough got a grip on the game they held James Stevens scoreless for about 12 minutes and that was that was important the second half generally uh, the, the Borough busted they got a goal on 17 minutes from uh, Sean Keenan and they were generally pulling away uh, fairly well at that stage 
And the village made a made a bit of a late burst, but it was look. They got a goal from Norman Og, who was picked at full back, but he sauntered up the field and picked up a pass and put it into the back of the net. But very good. I must say the quality of the free taken from the two lads, given the wet conditions, uh, Billy Fitzpatrick for the Borough and Stephen Minog from James Stevens was absolutely top class. But the Borough just had the edge. They won one seventeen to one eleven. Norman Oak's goal saved it from a nine-point defeat to a six-point lead, a six-point defeat. An enjoyable game. Yes, it was very drizzly the whole way through the game. The problem you have about saying the game should have been played another time was that, look at, there just ain't enough nights around the place. It's as simple as that. Mm. The, teams, okay. the teams are playing knockout competitions in other grades at the moment, and they obviously want to be free for the under-21 in a, in a few weeks' time. I thought we were going to do the politician on there and not answer the question. But anyway... What about playing a minor B semi county minor B semi final at half ten in the morning? Well, <laughs> that's just the way it is. That game you're talking about, I think, Pat is. Galmai Wine Gap and uh, against Danes Ford. Yeah, sounds a bit early. Yeah, that's, to me. On then, sat- that's on Saturday morning, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and then the the other semi final is at six o'clock in the evening. Yeah, at the same venue. But you look at Patty. If you play the match at half ten, it'll be over early. You can then decide to go to another match. Galmai, by the way, to be fair to them, I mentioned there when Liam was talking earlier. Galmai are playing well, Emeralds at two o'clock in Johnstown, so they'll barely be home from Dunmore, have the dinner, and get on to uh, Johnstown to watch the match. So that's probably the thinking behind the, pick, the fixing the match for them. Okay, yeah. So um, <laughs> yeah, but it's sounding just. Uh, a bit early in my head it's trying to catch me out team here all the time you see <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, what else have we of course we have the replay of the the junior the junior D your replay of the junior D uh, is down in the roar they that's ran out of light in Nolan Park yeah. last week that's at 5 o'clock on tomorrow and then the big junior E final is at 3 o'clock Danes Fort and Erden's own mm. so um, you'll be keeping an eye on both of those for us and there's a there's a round of the last round of the junior is taking place as well uh, some of those big games probably don't matter that much they might change things a little bit on the positioning Kilmacow just narrowly lost a freshman last week in injury time I saw Greg DeManna they were disappointing in the second half Ballyragget will probably have too much in the tank for Clooney Piltown and Tuller will be interesting. Tuller are starting to get back on the horse a bit, I think, but Piltown are not too bad. Uh, one of the matches tomorrow will be Wine Gap and Barra Rangers. Barra Rangers steadily improving. The win in the Junior B will be a good help to them. Galmai and Emeralds will be a nice local clash. Uh, Emeralds going well. Galmai, OK. They'll be a little bit disappointed. And there's one game, Pat, that's not on this weekend. Uh, it was fixed for... Um, Sunday because of a bereavement in um, Sleeve Row. Sleeve Row and John Locks is now at 7 o'clock out in Dunmore under lights on next Tuesday night so anybody involved in that game just uh, needs to understand that. So that's, uh, mm. as I say, plenty of the minor, big minor games on uh, Sunday morning in Dunmore is Comer and Dunhamagan in the first semi-final and the second semi-final at half 12 James Stevens on a Lachlan Gales and uh, we'll have um, the two Kirans will be covering those games for us yeah the minor B semi-final now that's between uh, Greg Namana and Glenn Moore that's the repeat of the under 19 uh, C was it? Yeah, uh, the under 19 D. C was on the other night. It was on the same night as and, the, as the uh, uh, village and the borough, which um, Glenmore, Glenmore won by, 16 by to one sixteen yeah, by yeah. a goal after extra time. Yeah, so th- that that give you an indication there 
those two meeting again I'd say it should be fairly even and of course we better not forget the uh, C semi-finals are on as well one the first one is in the Dunmore uh, Centre as well at one o'clock on Saturday Conaghy and Tullerone and the second semi-final is on in Clara at the same time is Freshford and Blacks and Whites so the, the minor is running to a conclusion <laughs> parallel with this there's a number of Shield uh, semi-finals being played but unfortunately with the Shield part uh, I was talking to Willie Dempsey about this a number of teams have just opted out of that when they got bit in the championship they didn't bother playing and uh, but they're getting down now to the, f- the semi-final and final stages so they're all on this weekend as well so after this weekend the underage will will certainly be down and uh, we're just a couple seven minutes to go here just to say that in, on the Camogie side of things the senior the Michael League Motor senior league semi-finals are on on Saturday Piltown against James Stevens, the Borough against Winegap on Sunday we have the intermediate semi-finals Moonkind versus Lachlan Gales Roar in the Steag versus St. Lactons and the Premier Junior Tullher versus Greg Demana, John Locks Bridge versus Dixborough you'll get the times and venues on the Camogie website uh, if you're going to any of those games the clubs anyway will be using social media to let their supporters know about it yeah, looking at the senior Camogie, it looks like uh, so far Dixborough are, uh, are, are, are a nice bit ahead of the rest. Looking like it, yeah, looking like it. But um, no, Piltown, I think, are still serious contenders, but uh, the Borough look to be, uh, yeah. And uh, Wine Gap, now, I saw Wine Gap playing uh, Our Ladies, and they're not too bad, not too bad. Mm. Uh, Pat, just to say that in um, Kilkenny men's hockey, the uh, men's force, they're playing the Neville Cup. Uh, which is the first competition. They're playing Nace first in Kilkenny College on Saturday. And not this weekend, but next weekend, the uh, Kilkenny Rugby will be getting into action. So all of the sports, just as uh, Lee mentioned about the squash, uh, getting momentum now to go back in. All the kind of the sports that generally start off this time of the year, they're starting to build momentum now at this stage. You know, the match is in Nolan Park. It well, didn't say, it didn't say ticket only. I don't know. Don't go there. Please. No, well, I'm only saying that on the on the website. It didn't say. I don't know, Pat, whether they're taking money on the gate. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. There's, uh, there's, I would still say it might be advisable. To, if, it, if it's not on the website, I, I'd be surprised if they're going back to take cash fully, given what has been there. Uh, you could always get into Nolan Park with cash, but at the same time, it was the exception rather than the rule. Mm. I'd be surprised, but I, I haven't heard anything to the contrary. And I better what, keep an eye on my phone now because some of the board members will probably be sending Someone me might send you, send you word on. But no, that's just something I picked up on uh, looking at, the, the, looking at the, the, the arrangements for it that, you know, the old stand is closed and uh, uh, entry was by the... the um, Hebron Road yep. and uh, that's uh, the the amount to get yeah. in and all I that. I would imagine that for the D&E finals they'll probably just use the entrance on the Hebron Road they won't use the Yeah, that's all they're doing yeah, 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 that's yeah. what they're doing and uh, yeah. and that and uh, the, the, the old stand as we call it is closed mm. Yeah And well, no. the old new stand mm. Don't be confusing it It's the old stand yeah, but it's so, newer. But it's newer than the one you were there. It's, it's just refurbished. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> he gets contrary lame at times <laughs> here and confuses that, our, our that, listeners. That, that's all it is now. It's only refurbished. All right, after a bit of a storm. Okay, so um, the Conaghy anyway have the benefit of uh, of nearly a home game now against the Lachlan Gales. Jesus, they're looking going up to going up to Muckley. Lachlan's, Lachlan's is, 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 is nearly closer is nearly closer to the field than than, than Conaghy to yeah, a degree. But but sure. 
the, the like, crossover in, in re- relations all, and I will, all I will say is that if the pitch is not going to make any difference the pitch is a perfect field well manicured everything will be good up there and it's entirely lights. up to the and they have lights which is yeah. good as well yeah. and uh, I think all you just want to make sure because you'll be in the studio tomorrow evening you just warned me whatever you do don't have it going to extra time <laughs> that's exactly that it. could I know that will cause you a lot of issues that, but that won't be that won't be a help now no but you look at life such as life Pat. anyway I don't believe in this extra time anyway it's, it's wrong it's wrong yeah but and, and leave the loan to penalties oh, and, I, and losing losing the championship on penalties that's just totally anti the game well ironically the last time Liz Downey and Thomas Don played yeah, in Northern Park you know what happened it was a county final which Liz Downey won on penalties and Thomas Town, who were hot favourites lost so and it was a season in which Thomas Town never lost a game at intermediate grade and weren't promoted that's true so, I mean, how how wrong is that? Anyway, we better say that Ireland are pla- playing uh, Tonga tomorrow night oh, in the I rugby, know. and uh, you'll have the two uh, the, the, the soccer boys. It's not Bear really and Jim. catching the imagination, is ah, it? No, but sure. look, the game, this, those early games. This is like this is like the round robin in the provincial championship. It's it only going to hot up yeah. when you know what's left when the cream comes to the top. There'll be a lot on the soccer front. Jim and Bear will be in with you tomorrow and they'll sort it all out. Yeah, that's right. The soccer tomorrow and the... Uh, he's, on, he's on a win on the treble, so and last week he had no treble, I suppose, and g- given the international break. What do you make of the international scene? We we sack a manager that gets to a World Cup and we leave a lad that doesn't win a match, Harley. Uh, I, <laughs> think the men and the women. I think, look, at reading between the lines, Stephen Kenny has three more matches in charge yeah, of Ireland, and then the P45 will be just handed mm. to him as he walks out of the stadium. Guess what it says? Yeah, well, uh, they're seeing out the contract. I don't see much point in changing it now, anyway. You know, let him uh, give yourself time to to look for a successor because that's what's going to happen anyway. Yeah, but sure, don't think about if, if you're if you're giving up on the competition, maybe they should be bringing a lad in now who'll learn the ropes. So mm, yeah, much of a muchness. Yeah, but it is too it's too rushed. You know who's out there to get. That's the that's anyway. That, that's the holy of it. Okay, you're mad to go off to the dogs. Thanks, Liam. Okay, okay and thanks. thanks and uh, anytime there's squash news, give us a shout. Absolutely, we we, we look after it. And uh, that's Liam Hennessy there, and uh, he was in the Kilkenny squash, and uh, they're taking members. So all you have to do is look up the website or uh, whatever on social media, and you can uh, you can uh, link up with them there. And uh, they're in Kieran's College from now on. Okay, bye and God bless. Take care. And it's uh, Paul Brophy up next with Communities in Action. JJ Cavan and Sons sponsoring Friday Talksport from 6 to 7 on Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM.